0: It's Mental Health Chat Monday, the new and improved version, honey. On this series, we sit down with a brand new guest every single week and we discuss their journey with mental illness and mental wellness because here on Mental Health Chat Monday, Our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. I am your host, D. Bionic. Thank you so very much for tuning in with us today. Uh, But you know all about me. You know I'm at Dider on all the social media. It's called branding. Look it up. We know all that. But I am here today with a very good friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. Doula, counselor and training artist and a beautiful, beautiful soul. Lana J is here today. Hello,
1: honey. How are you? Good. How are you?
0: (sighs) You know, I'm good. That's I'm living good. life. I got my nails done the other day. Looking <laughs> fabulous,
1: oh, fabulous.
0: Stop. So, introduce yourself to the people. Tell the children. Let the children have it. Tell them. Tell them who you are.
1: Well, um, Lana J, I am a birth doula. I have my own business, the Birthing Butterfly. Um, Specialized in birth doula services and womb wellness um, spiritual practices. I also am a counseling training. So in graduate school full time, uh, one year left, and I'll be officially a counselor for clinical mental health counseling and an artist. So you can find me on all social medias, Lana J. Go, Um, rap, sing, poetry, actively
0: incredibly talented phenomenally talented (laughs) truly um we will have to get into that actually at the end but i like to start these videos and this this these episodes with the exact same question mental health check how are you how has 2023 been treating you where are you at today
1: Mm, i love that um today i feel so blessed so grateful 2023 has been amazing so far like i just feel that this year is about healing through sounds and high vibrations for me mm-hmm. and so um taking walks on the park in the park um doing a lot of exercising. i've been getting back in my health bag
0: yes eating
1: my good foods having my fruits and so that's been really helping me this year this year so far, it's been amazing.
0: Yes, yes, I love that. I need to jump on the train because every other day I'm like, I'm not eating no more <laughs> sugar. I'm not having no candy. I've had three bags, so I'm like super allergic to chocolate and can't eat oh Reese's. No. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so hard. Especially when the person you live with is obsessed with chocolate and oh. their favorite thing is chocolate. Yeah, that's me. I miss chopping covered strawberries and Reese's peanut butter cups specifically oh, my the goodness. most.
1: And those are my favorite. They are my, they were my
0: favorite All, since birth. Oh, I have goodness. loved Reese's peanut butter cups. And so like the allergy, I feel like I've been allergic my whole life, mm-hmm. but I have grown more allergic as I've gotten mm-hmm. older uh, to the point where I can like, the other day, the the chef at my job made a special and it was like a red velvet crepe, you know, red velvet has like a pinch of cocoa powder in it. Yeah. And I like took a bite of it, tongue.
1: Oh, tingling. No. I was like, worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> worth it. hmm. Delicious. Um. But no. So I've been eating those. You know, it's almost Easter, so they got the mm-hmm. eggs out and they have the white cream covered oh, eggs goodness. that are not chocolate. Yes. Far. Not the same. But I've had three bags of those in like two days. So. Mm.
1: They be worth it, though. They
0: be worth <laughs> it. Listen, you being bad, but... And they this big. Oh. Okay, I'm lying. They about this big. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to, like, the fourth one, you're like, oh, dang. I've had 12. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Um, on the top... Well, not on the topic, but, like, I want to talk to you about being a doula because mm-hmm. I, I've kind of watched your journey to becoming a doula, mm-hmm. and... I know a little bit about being a doula, but I would mm-hmm. love for you to talk to me more about how you got into that, what that means to you and how that informs your the way you kind of walk about life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it was probably 2018, 2017. I remember one of my friends on Facebook, she was like, I just want to have a uh, meet uh, with beautiful black women and we just sit down and eat. And during that time, Women were going around the room seeing what they do, and two of them were like, they're a birth doula. And I was like, what is it at the time? And they went into further detail. So a birth doula um, helps with the process of the labor experience or the birthing experience in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the time that they find out they're pregnant all the way into... I would say about a month after um, postpartum, so after they have the baby, Mm -hmm. they can be with them that entire time. There's different types of doulas that are sole supports to the birthing parent. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a birth doula, you're there for the time that they conceive all the way to like after the month after Um, the primary parts of being a birth doula is to advocate for them so whether they want to be in the hospital or they want to have a water birth or a natural birth at home we help them to make the birth their way Mm -hmm. Um, we are more on the side of natural as possible but Mm -hmm. we don't input any of our like biases on them we just Really help um, educate them mm-hmm. on birth and what's beneficial for them and what's best for them. Um, there's so many times where like there's a lot of trauma during birth, um, mm-hmm. where the doctors will literally talk over the mother. They don't have like the music that they want or anything to really make them comfortable to yeah. really connect with the child. And so that's where we come in. Um, but when. The women told me this I was like oh my goodness that's so cool and then I was like I ain't even uh, go about my day yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until 2020 that I was like man this is something that I really need to do this is something that I'm starting to get really passionate about um, I had been working in the hospital on the labor and delivery floor for about three years at the time and they used to have a butterfly on the outside of their doors mm-hmm. um, that would represent A passing of a child or um, hardships during pregnancy Mm. and I was like why use a butterfly for that like I want to change that and symbolize it for life like Mm -hmm. for transmuting that type of energy and so that's where birth and butterfly came from for my business Um, and in 2020 I had one of the best doulas um, shout out to Robin West who taught me and trained me and through that experience, I was able to get the ball rolling and help other women. Um, mm-hmm. And through this whole experience, I feel like I've learned one, humility, just on how powerful the birth experience is and how powerful birthing and parents are. Like mm-hmm. just for enduring all the things that they endure through that Um the workers like there's so many small parts that play a huge role into making them feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. to be able to be a part of that is just an honor so they really just changed my perspective on everything
0: I just sitting here listening to you talk about being a doula and how that has affected you I feel it in your energy Mm -hmm. I'm an empath I'm, I'm sure I've said this a bajillion times on this but like your energy is so warm mm. and light and not like light and color like light like air like yeah. it's like a warm breeze in the summertime Aww. and I can just imagine being a mother and being scared or, or being a birthing person and being scared mm-hmm. and having you come into the room and like automatically the energy switch mm-hmm. I am getting chills right now <laughs> just talking about it oh my god um so uh, had a question and i completely forgot about it because i was just in awe of you um like i was i was listening but i was like oh my god i I don't get to see you often enough yeah that really yes we absolutely do because i i have a lot of energies in my life that i enjoy Mm -hmm. and i don't have a lot of your specific energy Mm -hmm. but your energy signature in my life Mm -hmm. i need more of warm summer breezes i have a lot of like a lot of the people that, and I think myself included, our energies are, like, cool moon, like, mm-hmm. full moon nights. Mm-hmm. That's how I, like, attribute my energy. Mm-hmm. It's not cold. Yeah. And, like, off-putting. It's, like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a lot of, huh.
1: That's my partner, for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have
0: a lot of those types of people in my life. And we need more warm breezes.
1: Aww. We all
0: need more warm breezes. Yeah. Um, so, talk to me about a little bit, now that I've gushed, and I probably will continue to gush this whole time, because now I can't stop smiling and thinking about it. Um, now, talk to me a little bit about how um, how being a doula um, and like the things you've learned through that process, mm-hmm. how those things may have affected your mental health. I guess, actually, maybe let's take, take a step back and talk mm-hmm. about your journey with mental health. Have mm-hmm. you ever been diagnosed with anything or... Do you, do you feel as though you might need a diagnosis about anything? Of course, whatever your comfort level yeah. is, don't talk about anything you don't want to talk about or feel comfortable with, but talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Um, so, I haven't been clinically diagnosed with anything. Mm-hmm. I do feel that I have anxiety mm-hmm. um, that I may need to get diagnosed for. I realize that it has enhanced over time um, my family some of my family members and some people that I am close with are clinically diagnosed for Mm -hmm. anxiety severe depression so Mm -hmm. I've experienced it a lot Mm -hmm. um and I see the signs a lot of the signs within myself um my journey with mental health has been a roller coaster Mm -hmm. um just from living with people in my life who have dealt with it and seeing it firsthand like that in its own process just wanted to be a support for them but also making sure I'm taking care of myself mm-hmm. um, and then what's interesting is being a counselor and training so in school we are required to have counseling sessions mm-hmm. each semester um, so being on the end of being the person to get counseling but also preparing myself to counsel Mm -hmm. is really helpful as well. Um, And just, I guess, tying that into like being a birth doula, it made me realize counseling is so important. Um, One thing that I found out as a student and as a birth doula is the amount of post-traumatic stress that women, or even birth parents in general, experience, Mm -hmm. um, including their partners, during the process, um, it's super stressful, coming from one stable like routine that you've had to now you have a whole baby into your mm-hmm. space, like trying to reorganize life around that. Yeah, um,
0: you kind of have to like fully reset yourself.
1: Yeah, it's like so much into it, but then also being the person to support them, it can be a lot um so making sure that my self my self care is intact mm-hmm. um what was I going to say I know like during labor too we're expected to be there the entire time so even just having the proper snacks and mm-hmm. making sure that we took our naps before we got there or taking our naps when they are able to take their naps mm-hmm. like those type of things they can weigh on you um I'm also clear cognizant, so I feel a lot of people's, like, emotions and their connections Mm -hmm. and things like that during their experiences, so making sure that I'm transmuting that and not holding on to that and bringing that back to my own comfort zone, Mm -hmm. um, it can be a lot. And so, self-care is extremely, extremely important for me, (laughs) because most of my jobs that I do are service-based, Yeah, so...
0: Yeah. And it's important, I talk about that a lot, you know, being claircognizant, being an empath, I talk a lot about energy and how mm-hmm. you can't, you have to learn how to separate yeah. your energy from what you're feeling from somebody yeah. else. And it's really hard, especially when you're in those beginning phases and you're like, why do I always feel so mm-hmm. much?
1: Yeah,
0: And I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about being like, you know, you have to separate what you feel you Mm -hmm. can fix versus what needs to be left for that person to fix on their own you can't fix everybody and uh, you know as empaths as doulas even i think there's not a lot that we can do to fix yeah but to be a guide to help to um educate Mm mm-hmm that, I believe, is the the main purpose of people like us who yeah. feel and sense that and have a knowing without knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, one even good example that I can think of is like, <clears throat> and this kind of happens often, especially in the hospital, the mothers start being in pain. And before we get to the hospital, they're saying, like, I don't want an epidural or I want to wait as long as possible to get that. And we'll get into the hospital and then there'll be some mothers who are like, oh, no, I need it right now. Like, I'm in so much pain. And so you'll have to kind of remind them, okay, remember what you said? You can do this. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to try to wait a little bit. Let's try these positions first. Let's do these breathing techniques. But then you'll have certain partners or um, family members that'll come in and be like, oh, no, she's in pain. So it's that thing of recognizing, like, what their pain really is and, like, am I really just feeling the pain of the partner or the support system Mm -hmm. that's needing that extra support as well because sometimes they can be like oh no like i don't want to see them in any pain at all just hurry up and give them the epidural and they may be like no like i got this it's tough but i'm okay Mm -hmm. and so sometimes making sure that i'm not like holding on to their emotions too the people who are supporting them can be a lot as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, um, I think uh, what I was gonna ask is, uh, what is the I not etym I guess etymology of the word doula, like where mm-hmm. does that word originate?
1: Ooh, I forgot this
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> this <is so laughs> good. Um
1: Um I know that it originated some years back Mm -hmm. for um the support I think it was just like like support or something like that like earth support Mm -hmm. um I cannot remember specifically right now that's and I I knew it I knew it beforehand (laughs) and I was like I need to remember this I'll put you on the spot it's (laughs) alright it's okay
0: um So, and you've said your journey with mental health has been a roller coaster. And Mm -hmm. um, how has. Hmm. How has. How has that part of your journey affected your school journey? So Mm -hmm. you're in grad school. I didn't Mm -hmm. know you were in grad school congratulations yes, beautiful amazing uh, i don't have any mean. me <laughs> i did four months of art school and i was like <laughs> i'm out um but how how to how did your own personal did you come to wanting to be a counselor through your own mental health journey mm-hmm. or did that come just kind of naturally from life and mm. experiences
1: i think it was a little bit of both um i have always been the person that was people's go to to talk to, mm-hmm. um, even random like neighbors would come to our front porch and just randomly like spill everything about their life to me, and I'd be like ten years old like, <laughs> well, here's <laughs> what you should do. You know? <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because my mom would say all the time like, um, I don't need a counselor, you're my counselor. But as a counselor trainer now, I'm like, no, like <laughs> you need your <dog> own counselor. <laughs> oh. But um, I think over time, I just realized how much I love to listen Mm -hmm. and um, recognize that I have this gift for like spiritual guidance in a certain way of just helping people to recognize their own strengths Mm -hmm. and find their way through whatever they're going through. Um, And as a result, it led me into going to undergrad to get my um, degree. Originally, it was journalism. I was between journalism and psychology. Mm-hmm. And then I decided up on psychology because I was like, I love behaviors. I love cognition. I want to find ways to help people without all the extra like math and science mm-hmm. behind it. <laughs> and then what pushed me to go further and to get my counseling degree was um, I actually got a reading. <laughs> and well, my partner got the reading, actually, from one of our spiritual mentors. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, was uh, Lana around somewhere. Where's Tell it? her. She need to get back into school. It's time. And I haven't thinking about it for a while. She was like, she been thinking about it for a while. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, and that was like the extra push that I needed to get back into school. I think over... Just my entire journey in my 20s, experiencing a lot of grief, so much grief from a lot of like family members and friends. um, That really tapped into a different part of me to be like, this is so needed. Like, to have a safe space to talk this on, where they're not judging you, um, where you can openly share about anything that you're feeling and then then not necessarily give you advice but help you to find your own answers mm-hmm. um that's something that i needed and something that i wanted to do and that was like the icing on the cake for mm-hmm.
0: me i so i have never seen a therapist mm-hmm. never seen a counselor not bragging because i definitely need one um but i so deeply advocate for it mm-hmm. even for people who don't have a clinical diagnosis who don't think they even have any like mm-hmm. it's 2023 we all got a little something something yeah we all a little spicy
1: a little we yeah mean,
0: all a little we might not all be neurodivergent but some of us are neurodi-
1: <laughs> well, spectrum, the, you know? You're on the spectrum on the edge
0: um so i think it's beautiful that you I I feel similarly to you where, like, Mm -hmm. people just tell me their business, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm all in silverware. What do we, Mm -hmm. how did we get here? Um, Especially as a person that works in a restaurant, Mm -hmm. people just want to talk and talk and talk, and when you have that inviting energy, they're just like, Trauma dump, trauma dump, trauma mm-hmm. dump. And I'm like, whoa. Let me go step in the back for a minute, clear my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about spiritual practice. How has your spirituality informed your mental mental uh, wellness and like mm-hmm. your decision making?
1: Ooh, let me tell you. <laughs> it has helped so much. It was a huge shift in 2019 with my spirituality. I've always been connected to it Mm -hmm. my mom instilled it in me shout out to you mom but um, when I left the church that I was a part of and knew that it was more to life than the way that I was living and the boundaries I had on me Mm -hmm. not negating people going to church or anything like that just by Mm -hmm. my specific journey um, it shifted everything it it was like that um that picture that'd be like, Oh come here, you need help and they just drag you like that's the experience. <laughs> yes, <I had.
0: laughs> that's exactly uh huh.
1: Um it has helped me so much in my mental um doing my daily meditation, um, clearing my mind for sure is something that I need. Um, even with my partner, like her dad, at one point we would go to his weekly meditations but it was like a silent meditation Mm -hmm. so you can meditate however you want to but we just kind of are in silence for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and even that I was like man like I don't do that often I'm always listening to somebody or listening to music or watching something how many times do I just kind of listen to the natural sounds of nature or Mm -hmm. myself um, recognizing that I have a strong spirit team like Like, whoa, it's actually all these people that I may not necessarily see that Mm -hmm. are still for my good, you know, for helping Or even no,
0: it's like, I I had a woman, talking about being in a restaurant, I had a woman Mm -hmm. the other day, just like, I could feel that she felt something Mm -hmm. and wanted to say something to me. And so I kept going by the table and checking on them. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped and started talking. Mm. And then she started telling me stuff and I started getting the tingles, you know, the mm-hmm.
1: tingles,
0: and I was like, okay, all right. And then she just started talking about this, you know, spirit team and, and wow. strong women. And she, and listen, I have always preferred, I had to use the word preferred, but preferred the energy of women mm-hmm. as, like life Mm -hmm. companions as like friends as close people to keep to my heart yeah and i it it was it just was like of course there's a team of women behind me yeah of course
1: yeah
0: of course like it just makes so much sense because those have been the people who have pointed me in the right direction my whole entire life
1: Mm -hmm. it's so powerful oh my goodness i love it so much Mm -hmm. it has helped me to it led me to become a doula um just listening more to like what is for the betterment of my good Mm -hmm. and to help me continue in my journey um that's what pushed me to be a doula that's what pushed me to have the confirmation for going back to school that's what pushed me to continue doing my artistry like Mm -hmm. um it has helped me in so many ways with my grief um, being able to connect with my family and my friends who have passed away knowing that we can still have a connection just not the same you mm-hmm. know those type of things and it even opened up more doors to like connect with my friends on deeper levels because mm-hmm. there was so much like surfacy conversations like years back with some of my friends or family and now it's like I can talk to you from a completely different perspective now, mm-hmm. you know, mending um, relationships, like oh, uh, mind is blown. Yeah. I can go into like a rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> yes, I I am um, so I talk about this a lot, the spirit journey that I had when I was 25. 25? Mm-hmm. 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 2018. I Actually, I think I talked about this on last episode a little bit, um, but I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm. which is like they call New Mexico the, the land of magic. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> listen, don't go to New Mexico <laughs> if you're not ready to change something, to Ooh. grow, to do like I was running away mm-hmm. when I left. Like I, I was like, I need to go somewhere because I don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Something is off. I have been piling all this work on myself and I have finally taken a second to stop and like mm-hmm. look around and be like wow it's like the episode of Spongebob where they're like running around and everything's on fire and they're like <laughs>
1: we forgot his name
0: <laughs> it was like we forgot all the healing we did <laughs> like oh now I gotta heal again damn it mm-hmm. I thought I was done mm-hmm. um and so I took this trip and I I didn't expect for it to be the spiritual journey that it was mm-hmm. But I went looking for something. I was running away from the past or running away from pain Mm -hmm. and looking for, I don't know what answer I was looking for. I definitely got it, but I don't know how or what I was looking for. But like I went, I took a composition notebook with me Mm -hmm. before I left. I think it was like the night before I left I wrote seven questions I was gone seven days wow I wrote seven questions down in this composition book mm-hmm. and I said at the end of each day you will answer one of these questions Wow! no matter what you did that day no matter where your mind is mm-hmm. sit and take time to write and answer these questions <clears throat> excuse me and for me writing specifically writing something down physically pen mm-hmm. and paper is like its own spell work it it's is. like it traps that feeling in the page mm-hmm. and you can go back and revisit it if you want to or you can just leave it closed yeah i don't think i have i know for a fact i still have that composition book somewhere around here but i don't know that i have went back and looked at it since i should revisit that um <laughs> but to your point it like that first that very first night i went and had dinner at this mexican restaurant the, everything on this trip was affirming mm-hmm. i i got to the airport flight went okay of course Mm -hmm. um i get to new mexico i order my uber the first person i meet in new mexico is like i was talking about going to santa fe and like Mm -hmm. how i was gonna get there and blah 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 blah. and he was like oh i'll take you i don't know this man from methuselah but he was like what are you doing in albuquerque for your birthday like why would you come here and i was like i was just looking for something different
1: Mm -hmm. and he
0: was like okay
1: Wow!
0: I get to my Airbnb. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's in a really nice neighborhood. Mm. I go. There's a great Mexican restaurant across the street. I eat. The food is delicious. That night, the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my life.
1: What? And I
0: was like, no, this can't be. This can't be. Mm. And I spent hours, hours, I will save you the details, being sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and woke up the next day. It was like I had never been sick. Wow. And I didn't realize until maybe many months later that that was my body being like, okay, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Physically get rid of it mm-hmm. and enjoy this trip. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to talk more about that. I have to actually go into the details of that trip Ooh. on an episode because
1: I, I feel it,
0: it was. The most affirming thing, and Mm. it really is what started me. I had already kind of started on my spiritual journey, but it was really the thing that was like, okay, yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And that led to my infinite sadness, led to this, led to everything I've ever done in my life. Everything (laughs) I've ever done.
1: Your music. (laughs) Just. (laughs) Let me... I had to have a moment because I love your music so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Right now, my favorite song. I know this off topic, but. Fluid. Liquid. Y'all, my bad. Liquid. No, you're good. I got you. Liquid. It's
0: my song. Listen, I. When I wrote that song, I've been on this also like weird gender journey mm-hmm. too. Like, I'm. I. I don't even really know how to describe it. Like, I feel like I'm Mm non-binary, but I don't identify with any of the, like, typical... Well, not typical, Mm -hmm. but, like... To me, pronouns are just, like, a suggestion. Yeah. And so I've been on that journey and, like, exploring the different sides of myself and my femininity and my masculinity and the in-between and the androgyny of it all. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that song because I was like... Sometimes I do feel like a bitch <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> I do just feel like yes like and then sometimes I feel butch. yeah and I love that that's song my I love that that's, that's one of my favorite songs drill. to perform live
1: <laughs> oh
0: sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: look
0: look out there might be a little something special happening with that song soon hopefully I'm planning if I can get everything yes. lined up correctly That'll be the last single from Statueous Comments,
1: mm. And then I just
0: started writing this song the other day. There's like a really cunty like bitch track. Yes. Oh. Yes. I'll have, to play, I'll have to play the beat because it's actually kind of hot. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> On the topic of music, talk to me about how music affects you and how mm-hmm. poetry because we met long before mm-hmm. but we kind of reconnected at open mics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Talk to me about how that um affects you and and how your spirituality and your mental health inform your art
1: mm. Ooh. Artistry has been the driving force of me releasing any mental thoughts during like just my mental health in general mm-hmm. um, it has always been my escape um my mom, Instilled it in me to do music when we were young. She would take us to the studio with her, and my entire family, like on both sides my dad and my mom, they all are musically inclined. But Mm -hmm. my mom was a driving force with it. Um, And so I would write, I would watch like certain things about like lions or something. And the process, the whole stages of life with lions and write a rap from that. And, um, then it came from just doing that on like stuff that I observed to tapping into how I feel. So writing poetries when I was really struggling with like bullying or, um, struggling with like grieving or figuring out who I am and Mm -hmm. trying to create my own identity, um, I would use music and then it went into oh my goodness I'm actually good at this let's express ourselves a little more like Mm -hmm. the things that I felt like I couldn't share with other people I feel like I can mold or kind of It'd be like a hidden gem within my music or my poetry. Yes. Um, oh, yes. And so that was the fun part because it's like, you don't know nothing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you everything at the same time. <laughs> right.
0: And that's one of the most beautiful things, especially about lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm When I, my music is always lyrics first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I know a lot of artists work that way. And for me, I can't visualize, like I can listen to a beat and like flow, mm-hmm. but when it's my own personal music yes i'm thinking the lyrics all day long yes. all, all day long and i love putting those little nuggets in there that's mm-hmm. like even in a song like liquid where i'm like um uh what do i say uh i'm between the boys and girls bitch run me and pearls yes it's not like a personal between the boys and girls is personal but then the next line is like a joke like it's mm-hmm. um Ah, Taraji B. Henson yes. in that very first season of Empire. Yes. That, like... <laughs> I mean, like, I love to put little stuff like that in my music. Mm. Even in even the deeper stuff, like, in my song, Eyes Like That, which I wrote about mm. my partner. Which, have you
1: been my partner? Yes. Okay, yes. I thought so. Amazing. I love him.
0: Um, but I wrote that song by him, which is, I was like, I will never write a love song, even if I madly <laughs> love. I will never write one. And... I, uh, but I there's a line in there where I'm like um bound to the iris his eyes are green mm. my um let's discover them to the amber sunrise my eyes are brown mm. like it there's these
1: I love that. There's
0: the poetry and magic in music itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oof. Over. I yeah. just love I just I love it so much and it, even when I'm taking like a break, I know that I can tell based on how I'm doing music where my mental is at as well mm-hmm. or if I need to get back into it like um, for example, not doing music for a while and I'm like, okay something is going on which that's when I was going through the fire, the mm-hmm. rain and all of that <laughs> to Really connect with my spirituality, and then getting back into music again—it's like it's completely different now. Like, I'm like, man, a lot of my stuff was experiencing a lot of hurt, and like relationship drama and mm-hmm. a women empowerment too. But now it's like trying to find where I'm at now because I feel like there's a new like version of me that has emerged again. Mm-hmm. So it's just so interesting, but I love it at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: it really does like if you look back at my first record and just listen to each track and I was in such a different place than I mm-hmm. am on my latest record and I'm even from then that was just a year ago mm-hmm. but of course I started writing it many years ago but even now I'm in an even different place yeah. like I feel like the next body of work that I put out be it an album or an EP is the completion of a trilogy mm-hmm. Reasons was like me being sad because mm-hmm. I was sad mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. And then Statuesque Caught Mess is me accepting that I'm going to be sad sometimes, but I'm still that bitch. Mm. Yeah. And the next record is that bitch. Like, yes. She has arrived. What's that making a song? I'm her, mm-hmm. her, 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 her. <laughs> so are you I have to ask are you in the studio are you writing are you working on new music yes
1: I am writing um currently trying to make some connections with studios I bought some studio equipment Mm -hmm. but I realized it's taking me a little longer Mm -hmm. than I expected to like get it down and I'm like I need to go to the studio ASAP Mm -hmm. so um I have been writing um some songs some raps oh I can't wait i can't wait um but yeah
0: i'm excited too and
1: poetry oh my goodness so much poetry
0: so you were talking about poetry talk to me about your poetry because mm-hmm. i have heard and seen you do your poetry live and more people need to experience how you present your art to thank the world you. it is absolutely beautiful
1: thank you um the process for my poetry usually it all derives from these intense emotions that I feel immediately, and I just gotta get them out mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Um, my poetry I did poetry before I did anything else um yeah, yeah, before I even sung or rap, I was writing poetry mm-hmm. um it makes me emotional just thinking about it, just how connected I feel to my words Mm -hmm. Um, and when I release them it just doesn't feel complete until I speak on it now but before then I had to just at least get it off my chest and onto the paper Mm -hmm. like you were saying like it's kind of like this spell work like you know what you're putting out there Um, but a lot of my poetry derives from real life experiences so like um i have one that i'm working on right now called he's more than just the homeless man in a wheelchair um thinking about this situation that just happened recently where i met somebody that i used to work with Mm -hmm. who um is homeless in a wheelchair that's where i saw him at when i was out and just like everybody was just passing by him, and then he recognized me, and I was like, Oh my goodness. And like, this heartfelt moment we had with each other, and just hearing about like where he's at now and where I had left him where I had last seen him. Mm-hmm. But then, even after all of that, him still having a smile on his face and having hope from my conversation. Mm. Like, that's the type of stuff that I write about, or like, um, a lot of like relationship stuff so i didn't went through some stuff (laughs) y'all like i had like the best worst date of my life at one point i had like crazy experiences and then now being with my partner my love um being able to just write about those experiences has helped me with bringing balance back into my space, too, mm-hmm. um, in a weird way. I don't know how to necessarily describe it, but it's like I experienced this strong event or emotion, and it's like everything's like, oh, get it down, get it down. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally put it out there, it's like, okay, back to center. <sighs> uh,
0: and that feels better. Uh-huh, I feel that.
1: <laughs> and then there's this one piece that I really need to record um, called Grandma's Hand's. Um, or like the first line is like, "I pray for all of your intuition. I pray your happiness is granted. You're never the victim." Um, just like trying to speak life into my words, mm-hmm. um, or ending on a good note, mm-hmm. or somewhere in the line, it's like, "Yeah, this happened, but well, screw that. I'm still amazing." Period. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how a lot of my stuff is.
0: <laughs> and I think that comes when. When you are such a spiritual person and you are so connected to your words specifically, mm. you choose them very wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of spiritual people I have found don't mince words. Yeah, it's like this is what I mean and this is how I mean
1: it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Talk to me about approaching thirty. I turned mm-hmm. thirty in January, January twelfth. Ooh, ooh kept mm-hmm. Um And truly and honestly, I was i have been excited to turn 30 for many years mm-hmm. many 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 years i'm wow. like oh i'm four years away from 30 i'm three years away from 30 i'm two years away from 30, that's you to 30 next year? <laughs> i like ronnie will tell you everybody in my life will tell you like there was no damping me really nobody was gonna be like oh you're about thirty? oh my goodness that's but, amazing yes, i'm about to be thirty, and what <laughs> I'm a big that. kid with grown folks' money. Are you kidding me? I know that's right. Well, I'm I not. I, right. It ain't really grown folks' money, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got medium folks' money. Um, talk to me about what this new this this start of a new decade mm-hmm. is. How it feels to you?
1: I was super scared at first. I'm not gonna lie. Um, first of all, like. I've experienced fear of getting older around me for a very long time. My mom will tell you she's, she do not, she has a fear of dying. And so throughout my entire childhood, like she was always, oh, I don't want to get old or I want to live until I'm old and gray, but I like being young. And then I also have my dad who's like 76 right now. (laughs) So he's been I'm sorry to say this but he's been all my entire life mm-hmm. <laughs> since I was born um been in his 50s and up um so for me I was really scared about entering into 30s I didn't even see a future for myself past 23 like anytime I visualized myself and what I would do mm-hmm. after 23 it was just like this black block mm-hmm. in my mind um and it didn't kind of go away until about 26, 27, around the time I met my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been excited about it now. Now I'm like, I'm doing this challenge 30 pounds before I hit 30. Um, so getting back to my health and my wellness, being excited about just this chapter of me feeling more solidified in who I am. Mm-hmm. Like all the... Things I used to dream about, I'm finally experiencing.
0: Yes, that part. Yes, it
1: feels so good. It feels so good. Um, All the things that I wanted, like I wanted to be a counselor. I wanted to be around children and help them. Like with my job as a social emotional mentor, like I'm able to do those things. Having my own car, being an artist, love like. These are all these small little things Mm -hmm. to me that I always just wanted that I'm finally experiencing and enjoying Mm -hmm. that, like reaping the benefits of my hard work. Yes. And I'm like, I get to do this at 30. Yes. Like, it's amazing.
0: I need more people to realize that 30 is not old.
1: Yeah, it's not old at all.
0: Like. It's literally like 20. Yeah. Like, dreams don't stop at 30. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so many people are like, oh, I'm 30. I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -mm. what it's not old at all
0: that's when you start reaping the benefits that's when you like you just said that's when you start seeing like I feel like turning 30 was like turning a light on yeah it was like I looked around and I was like wow I live in a beautiful neighborhood Mm -hmm. where I've wanted to live for a long time Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I have a great job that encourages me to do the thing I want to do yes who is like oh you need two months off to go be in a play bye Mm -hmm. you need several weeks off to go travel and do whatever you want bye we'll see you when you come back oh you don't want to work here anymore but we love you we encourage you to do everything you want to do you got a home here whenever you need to come back if you need to yeah i have a partner that loves me Mm -hmm. unconditionally in a relationship that is so i i i hate to say perfect but our relationship is perfect Mm. And another thing that we kind of need to stray away from is the definition of perfect. Yeah, And perfect doesn't mean that it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like, yeah. you know, everything ha- We don't really argue. We never really argue. But, like, everything in my life right now, within my reach, mm. is beautiful. Yeah. And that's because I spent my 20s working on it yeah like you take the time in your 20s to be selfish to yes enjoy to explore to create to develop the person so that when by the time you're 30 you're like all right let's go to work Mm
1: -hmm. we already been working
0: but now let's really fucking
1: yeah hammer it home yeah Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that i had to realize for myself is like i spend so much time trying to like at the beginning of my 20s trying to do all these things i felt like i was running out of time then i realized you got so much time like Mm -hmm. just develop and grow and mold who you want to be and then Mm -hmm. be able to sit on that throne that you created for yourself exactly
0: Uh i um i as i'm sure you saw on social media celebrate my birthday like for the whole month like yes I'm yes. I am a month of January baby I'm not just a January 12th baby yes. like <laughs> the month of January is my birthday yes and I see all the time that people are, you know they're like oh you're so, so it's so childish to be in your 30s still celebrating your birthday What? Um, Well, sorry that you hate yourself. Sorry that you aren't doing your shadow work. Sorry that you aren't (laughs) growing and healing, which this podcast is here to help you. So listen. Um, Listen to these next words because celebrating your life is important. Yes. And if the only time you get to celebrate your life is on the day you were born, you better celebrate. Yes. You better celebrate and have a ball literally i had a ball this year (laughs) and you know and so much of that comes from the fact that i never thought that i would have more birthdays Mm. i really thought my life was over at 16 i Mm -hmm. thought i was going to take my own life and be done Mm. and the fact that i every year float around this sun on this rock and celebrate another year of floating around the sun on this rock is like it's important to me yeah and it's important to me that other people feel celebrated on their birthdays, and mm-hmm. especially my own birthday is like thirty. It yeah.
1: listen. Yes, it's gonna. Let me tell you, I gotta figure something out because I'm gonna be thirty, and my mom is gonna be her golden fifty. So yeah, we're trying to figure something out. She her birthday not until September, but my birthday like right at the half mark of the year, mm-hmm. June twelfth. So I'm like, I gotta do something. Oh my god, your birthday is on the twelfth.
0: Mm-hmm. beautiful people one on the 12th baby yeah. listen something about the 12th something about the 12th my partner's birthday is the 13th
1: hey. of May oh my goodness and he was born
0: on Friday the 13th
1: <sighs> my mm-hmm. mom was born on Friday the 13th
0: but she's September 13th But that's so, like,
1: crazy. that's why
0: our house looks like this <laughs> 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 he was born a spooky bitch um on the topic of partners, talk to me a little bit about your partner. She seems oh. lovely. The few times that I've gotten to talk to her and like interact with her, she just seems, like you said, like so chill and just like
1: She is. She's a goofball. Um, I love her. I actually wanted to share this story too. Um, what solidified me living in my truth with being with my partner was uh when I saw you at I think it was Corner seventeen. I was at this last like event for um, the oh church my God, that I, was I part remember of.
0: this. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I saw you there and I was like, what am I doing with my life right now? It's time for a change. And I remember leaving and being like, I'm done with everything that I was doing. Like, I'm going to live in my truth. I'm going to tell my mom, my sister, I like my partner. Like, I think I like her and I want to have a relationship with her, all these things. And ever since then, like, that was life-changing for me to see you there. Oh um, so, I had to share that because you literally helped change my life. And I share that with my partner all the time. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I, remember, I genuinely remember, I remember this exact moment because I was with my partner. Mm-hmm. We had And we had just... We either had just gotten together or had been dating for about a year
1: mm-hmm. or something like that.
0: But we were just, like, out to lunch. And I remember seeing you and feeling... Like you mm-hmm. were like reserved yep. in a way that I didn't remember. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, and, you know, maybe it was like a meeting or something. And then I remember yeah. getting the message from you right out, like right. Yep. After. I so vividly remember, and I was yes. like,
1: oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my god i am <laughs>
1: that changed everything for me
0: i'm honored
1: and now i'm able there to there be with
0: you. the loving light. i love that my i absolutely can. love that
1: but she's awesome um she's really helped me to spearhead a lot of like my spirituality like mm-hmm. because of her i tapped into that part of me and stopped running away from it being able to give readings being able to be worth a little like a lot of that, she, like, ignited that flame for me, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so grateful for her for that. But she's so chill, Scorpio, so that type of energy, mm-hmm. that dark energy where she always wearing black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wore color every now and then, but um, we actually met through our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to give up music completely, and my friend was like, I know you said you are going to give up music. But can you please sing background for me for my show? And I was like, of course. You're Like one of my best friends, why not? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. some other people doing background singing too, but, um, you know, they cool, chill. And I was like, okay, whatever. And the only people that ended up showing up was me and my partner as the background singers at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we built this friendship. And that's another thing that I always wanted was to... Have a solid friendship with a person that I dated before being with them, mm-hmm. and so like we'll have these car rides, or we like talking about life, poetry, singing, uh, and uh, it was just like, oh my goodness! And then she played this song, and we were just talking about this two days ago. She played a uh, Sid, uh, what is it? Nightmare, bad dream said we only chill when we and I was like why you keep playing this song over like do you like me what's going on I don't know um and for um, people who may not know like this is my first girlfriend ever um, but I'm just so great. Um but she's playing the song over and over and I was like okay I'm getting some low vibes here mm-hmm. and then the more we hung out, it will always be like lights flickering around us, like, mm. Um And I remember specifically the 21st, January 21st, we went to an open mic together and one of my friends there, whose birthday is like a day after mine, mm-hmm. was like seeing her stand up to perform. She was like, excuse me, who are you? Who did you come with? <laughs> okay, Lana. And I'm in my head like, oh no, hell no. <laughs> I got to tell her I like her right now because this is not going uh, uh, down.
0: Uh, no, that's mine. <laughs> that's mine's with the hard Literally.
1: ass. Mine's... And my friend, our mutual friend, was like, you going to give her her number? I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. And I remember being in the car with her and I was like, look, I like you. I got to put it all there <laughs> because this is not happening. So I told her first that I liked her. Um, I initiated that. But what's crazy is when we Decided that our anniversary day would be January twenty first. Um, she looked in her journal from a year before we got together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she had wrote a poem about like or a journal entry about me, basically saying like I know you're close, like you love your family, you're an artist, these type of different things. And I was like, oh my gosh! It like, like, and I had wrote an entry about her, like a poem about her. So. It was meant to be, I could tell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's my boo. Oh, my I
0: love it. I love, I love love in general. I My partner is my first boyfriend mm-hmm. and I have been out for years. I had mm-hmm. been out at least since high school. Um, but didn't feel like I was ever in a place where I could give mm-hmm. myself to another person. Yeah. Uh, up until, Albuquerque. <laughs> <okay>, hey. Uh, <laughs> Uh, literally until that year i was like i don't i'm not gonna date i'm not gonna even try like i'm mm. i you can ask every single one of my close friends that i was hanging out with at the time a lot like i'm single i'm solo. don't know i ain't never gonna be i'm gonna be the rich auntie flying around oh my
1: goodness i said the same thing <laughs> i'm gonna just come back and give gifts
0: yes what's that um that tiktok was like mm, have no fear The fine rich auntie is here, (laughs) line all the kids up. I'm ready to give everybody a dollar. Like, that was me. Like, that was the energy I was presenting all the way up until 25. And then I had that spiritual journey. And then later that year, in September, I went to, or I guess it was in August, I went to an event Mm -hmm. for a theater company that I was on the creative council for. And I didn't want to go. I was super mm-hmm. depressed. I was like, I'm really in a bad headspace. But I'm going to go anyway because I flaked on the last event. <laughs> and um, I flaked on the last event. And I know there will be people there that I like. And I need mm-hmm. to just go and like unwind. Mm-hmm. So I went, hanging out with a bunch of people, having my favorite drink of all time, having a good time. It was at uh, Pieces, the board game bar mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah, And... Um, in walks a friend of mine a mutual friend of ours that we didn't like we had never run in the same circle never met wow. each other before but he walks in with a friend of mine and I see him mm-hmm. or oh, I see her and then I see him I'm like oh this must be her boyfriend like she said she would uh, the last time I had talked to her I think she said she was like talking to somebody mm-hmm. or like in the beginning stages of dating somebody and I was like oh that must be her boyfriend she's got great taste like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> um so then i like walked up to the bar to get another drink and say hi and then he opened his mouth and i was like that's not a straight man i'm on it (laughs) and apparently from his perspective when they walked in he looked to the left and i was the first person he saw and he asked her who i was and he was like that's my next boyfriend Oh my and like legitimately since he sent me a friend we like talked and hung out the whole Mm -hmm. night like of course with the group but like very close to each Mm -hmm. other i remember him being like literally right next to me the whole night oh my goodness and and, um yeah he sent me a firm request next day and
1: we had our first
0: date a couple weeks later and
1: oh my god that's so cute
0: and our anniversary is apparently the 13th or the 14th of january or something like that it's like right after my birthday
1: wow yeah
0: it's pretty cool it's pretty cool or whatever (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm using
0: um so sorry I sat this down because I was like I don't need <laughs> I don't need my script it's not a script it's just a list of questions <laughs> um so I like to ask this question mm-hmm. um because I think it's very important Leave us with... Um, just kidding. Wrong question. What does mental wellness in all of the things that you do in your life and mm-hmm. in your spirituality, what does mental wellness look like to you?
1: Mm. I would say mental wellness looks like finding your own way to be centered and balanced. Mm. Um Creating an environment for myself that brings me balance, that keeps me in a space of showing gratitude, but also coming from a place of humility. Um, Because I feel like when I'm outside of those ranges, for me, um, my mental health is not right. I'm either like overly like rude or closed off or, or really isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, mental wellness for me looks like spending that extra time to myself mm. um, whether it's five minutes or five days like <laughs> using <laughs> however way. much time I need um, doing the things that I know will bring me joy bring me peace um, and and setting good intentions for it not mm playing around with my health because that's something that me and my partner just talked about like how often do we do things for ourselves and set intentions like we're so quick as a society to put off something for ourselves Mm -hmm. we'll go to work when somebody tells us to clock in we'll you know take out the trash if a mom tells us take out the trash or to come do this for them but when it comes to Hey, you said that you're gonna sit down and you're gonna give yourself an hour break, or you said that um, you're gonna take this trip. Like, how serious are we about that for ourselves? And mm-hmm. so, for me, mental wellness looked like being serious about my needs mm-hmm. and um, my health. But yeah. That was
0: a really hard lesson for me to learn. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even about showing up for other people, it was more so about. Me not feeling like I was worth anything Mm -hmm. if I wasn't always producing something.
1: Wow. If I wasn't
0: always working, if I wasn't always on a new project, um, clocking in at work, Mm -hmm. doing the best, like, if I wasn't always working, Mm I'm going (laughs) mindset. I didn't, I felt like I didn't mean anything.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And, it took me a really long time, really up until probably just a couple years ago, to realize that, like, you can work as hard as you want to. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been working, I, like, doing shows, boom, 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 and all yeah. it got you was depression.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you still have to take that time, like you said, whether it be five minutes or five days, to set time aside for yourself, to show up for yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: And oh man, it's one of the most beautiful lessons I've learned is showing up for myself in that way and yeah. allowing myself rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Woo.
0: Because, listen, I'm, I'm, I've been preaching that into my family <laughs> yes. I'm like, allow yourself rest, especially my mom. I'm like, girl, you need to start saying no.
1: Oh my goodness. That right there. Full say stop. No.
0: Mm-hmm. No. It is com- the sentence. It, yes, no is a complete <laughs> sentence in all circumstances. I, listen, I'm quick to tell somebody no. hmm. If it, I was about to say if it don't serve me, but like if it's not something that I feel like is right in my energy, if yeah. it's something that I just don't want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I used to pick up shifts all the time. I used to work 80 hours a week.
1: 80 hours?
0: I used to work, well, maybe it wasn't 80, but it was close. <laughs> It was very close, like 60, 70 hours a week. I used to work last summer and I started saying no because I was like, I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to work on the things that I want to work on. Yeah. This podcast would not exist if I didn't start saying no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And I'm much happier doing this. Yes. <laughs> I'm much happier having these conversations with the, this is episode nine. I've talked to eight different people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: About their journey with mental wellness, and I have left each episode with a new, uh, a new thought process, a new mm. idea, a new energy, a new feeling, and um, I don't know. It just, yeah, show up mm. for yourself, please. Yes. So. Uh, and my very last question is: leave, leave us with. A piece of advice for allies for people who
1: Hmm.
0: sit outside the boundary of mental illness or or whatever what have you who feel like they are not on that journey Mm
1: -hmm. how can they
0: be there for us and show up
1: Hmm. i would say giving those people grace and having patience um Sometimes people just need an ear for someone to give them grace. It's so easy for us to, like, go on about our days and our regular routines um, and point the finger. Like, I think about this post that I've been seeing a lot of um, people being like, you make time for what you make time for. Mm-hmm. Um And to an extent, that can be true. But when you think about people who are struggling with their mental health at the time or or trying to refocus or recreate mental wellness, sometimes they just need somebody to listen to and somebody to tell them, hey, I'm giving you grace, like give yourself grace, Mm -hmm. Um, having patience with them. And I think that's over the past few years how I've realized the people that in my life are really for me and some of the people that I had to change um, our boundaries and our friendship to more of an associate instead of a closer friend, Mm -hmm. including family too. Um, And I say to really just be a listening ear um, is so important and it's so needed right now to really come from a place of understanding don't make any assumptions just really meet them where they are um and that can change depending on the day but really having love and patience for that person that's all we need
0: yes love and patience yes Lana. i want to thank you for sitting and chatting with me today and sharing your beautiful story and your energy with me um We did a little bit at the top, but promote yourself. Tell everybody where they can find you on all the social media. If you got any projects or shows or anything coming
1: up. Okay, well um, Lana Jago, L-A-N-A-J-G-O. You can find me on Instagram, on SoundCloud, on every platform with that with the Birth and Butterfly, my birthing services, and my spiritual practices. That is www.thebirthandbutterfly.com uh, new projects coming up. I do have womb conversations that I'll be bringing back in the summer. That's where I spend once uh, one time out the month with a group of people, whoever want to join, and we discuss birth. We discuss healing and what that looks like during that time. And yeah, I got some music on the way. But- yeah. I just gotta record it and get it down y'all mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. can check out my music that's already out on soundcloud lana Jago.
0: yes i'm excited for all of those things for you Thank i you. will leave all of lana's um information link down below in the description box so that you can find her on all the social media and reach out for all of her services trust me this is an energy you need and want in your life and music that you need and want in your life too because absolutely thank you all so much for tuning in today as always my name is neder bionic thank you so very much i will see you next monday with a brand new guest oh my god we're coming through the season episode nine we're almost at episode 10 Ooh. um if you don't know there's going to be 12 episodes of this because 12 is my lucky number so yes. that's what we're doing um so, I will see you all next week with a brand new guest. If you want to find me, like I said, I'm linked down below at Bionic on all the social media you can stream and you can watch. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.